I mean, sometimes I feel, I, I, sometimes I feel uh, that I have a need for more. It's just like Matthias was talking about, a need for more. And so this, for the last while, I was thinking about, you know, I, was a, I, w I figured that I'm going to have to have the message today. Uh, and, and, but the only thing that could come to me all the time was, can these dry bones live? Can these dry bones live? And then it was it's kind of kind of something because then I'm talking to one of my one of the brothers in the church and he brings up about these dry bones, and I'm and we're talking about the dry bones. So this morning the the, the question of the message or the the title of the message would be, can these dry bones live? We're not always we're not always on the mountaintop like Matthias was talking about, and so I want to read the chapter. About these dry bones and where where that thought comes from, and it's in Ezekiel chapter thirty-seven. It says the hand of the Lord was upon me, and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. That's all there was. It was just it was just bones. It was bones everywhere. And he's that'd be creepy, wouldn't it? You came upon a valley here, and there was a whole valley of dead bones. And caused me to pass by them round about, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. You ever felt that way? You ever felt the deep need of having more? Like it's just not enough. What's that? And I want to say this morning, while I'm... Talking about this, if the Lord lays something on your heart, or if you get a thought of revelation or just a confirmation, something for the for the sake of the new people that are here, the visitors, welcome to be in here. If there's something in your mind that you want to share, all you got to do is raise your hand, and I'll stop, and you can talk. Uh, it's not just it's not. I, I'm just studying this word with you guys, okay? And I feel like I have something on my heart, and I want to share it. And if God has something on your heart. Please share it, because I need that to part of the puzzle here. I need it. I, I need that encouragement from you guys this morning. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? Can they live? And I answered, O Lord, thou knowest. Boy, where, where do we go? Where do we get the answer if we feel this way? God knows exactly where you're at today. If you're not very happy this morning, if you're kind of downcast, if your heart feels like just, just level and it's not really going, if you're sad this morning, there is a place to go. And it's called the Lord. His name is Jesus. You got to go to him. You got to look to him. One time I was in Spike's restaurant and, this, and, and Spike is sitting there and a guy comes walking. He says, thank you, Spike, for the meal. And, and Spike says, praise the Lord. He says, uh, I can't even remember exactly. He says, are you, are you close to Jesus? And this man says, hey, man, he says, I'm close to Jesus. He says, and you know, I'm closer today than I was back then. And he said something I never thought of before. He says, the closer I get to him, the harder I look up to him. 
Isn't that true? I never thought of that before. So if we're way out here, I don't care where you're at today. Look to Him. If you're not happy, if you're not feeling blessed, if you feel like a dry bone and you're just dead. You know, a dry bone is just dead. There's no life. I heard one of the brothers speaking this morning. He was talking downstairs about a man that hunts a lot and he loves hunting and he preached a message and he said all the biggest elk that he shot, all the biggest whitetails that he got and all the things that I think, what is his name? I think he, I'm, I'm not sure who he was. And I don't, I haven't, haven't followed. I think Realtree maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, he said, nothing, none of that. The biggest, the greatest, the best, and the hardest, and the funnest hunt has nothing like Jesus. That's where we got to go to, brothers. If our bones are dry, if I'm sad and lonely, if I'm hurting, if I am, if I am, if I, if I'm in need, where do we go? Nobody else but Jesus. Nothing can take it but Jesus. And the closer we come to him, the harder I guess we look. See, if you're far away, then you can look kind of this way. But if he's right here, you're looking, you're, you look up a little. I, I never, never thought it. I, I was blessed by that anyway. And again, he said unto me, look, look what has to happen into my heart if I'm sad and lonely, if I am hurting, if I am dry, if these bones be just dry. He said, prophesy unto these bones. Allow your bones to be prophesied to from the Holy Spirit. Allow God the Holy Spirit to talk to my heart. And guess what will happen out of dry and dead bones? We're going to read it. Out of these dead bones that I have. Uh, a, a soul that is completely dry. A soul that doesn't know how to rejoice. A soul that does not smile and is rejoicing in the sun shines when there ain't no sunshine. It's like this black guy walking in Walmart, wearing sunglasses. Guy says, I don't see no sunshine. Why are you wearing your glasses? He says, sunshine's all the time when he's happy. So, <laughs> I don't know why I thought about that, but that's what he, that's what he says. Sunshine's all the time when he's happy. But let the prophecy of God speak to you this morning. And I'll tell you, promise you, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that unhappiness, that sadness, that dryness of the soul will not be dry very long, brothers and sisters, my friends. Don't allow it to be a desert. You want life to grow from it. That's what the Holy Spirit does. The life, the, uh, soil that is good brings forth living life. And, brings, and that life brings forth seed, and that seed drops into that ground, and it brings forth 10 times more, 130 and 40 and 50 and all kind, a lot more. That's the power of God. He doesn't want dry bones, brothers and sisters, but I understand that sad things happen. I understand, I understand hard things happen. I understand things happen sometimes where you say, why can't I just die? Why can't I just go to? But brothers and sisters, we have more to live for. We have more to live for. That's why you're still here, you dead men's bones and all these dry bones. Come on. You see what I'm saying? It's more to life than just desert. So he says, prophesy unto these bones and say to them, Oh, ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. You ain't going to be dry very long. I, that's what I'm getting out of this. If you hear the words of the Lord then that dryness and that emptiness will 
be filled. And if you believe in Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters, if you believe in Jesus Christ, according to the scriptures, then out of your bellies will flow rivers of living water. That's not very dry. That's not very empty. It's living, flowing, and overflowing. Thus saith the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter in you. You know what? If it's beside, if it, all hope is lost, if you are so sad this morning that all hope is lost in your mind, if that's how you feel, and you hear the word of the Lord, he says, I will cause breath to enter you. See, only God can give this. And if you ain't got it this morning, you got to look up. You got to look up. Lift up the eyes of yours that are down. Lift up the heart that is bowed down and sad. Lift it up, for there is a Jesus in the house. There is a Holy Spirit that wants to enter your heart. And then we can't get it unless we allow prophecy to come into our heart, unless we allow the ears to hear the word of the Lord, unless we allow His breath to come into us. We don't have to walk around like ungodly people that don't have any hope in this world. And he says, I will call God. See, God will. God will cause breath to enter in. And he says, and you shall live. Boy, if you live, then you will bring forth fruit. And that fruit will bring forth more fruit because it will, it will produce. And it will go out and it will go among, all over us. And I, will, and I will lay sinews upon you and will bring flesh upon you and cover your, you with skin. This is a hopeless situation, brothers and sisters. This is an impossible situation for a dead man's bone that are very, very dry to get, to get skin on him, to get flesh on him, to have breath in him. It is impossible, human nature, or, or, or humanly thinking. But with God. See, that's why, we, that's why we focus on it. That's why we look upon him. That is why he said, whoever looks upon me and believes has everlasting life, brothers and sisters. Everlasting, not just part-time, but everlasting. I, and he says, and I will bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and will put, put breath in you and you shall live and ye shall know that I am Lord. And you shall know that I am the Lord. But brothers and sisters, when I look at the word Lord, it is a big thing. It is a big deal when I look at the word Lord, that makes me his servant. And when I'm his servant, I don't decide what I am going to do and not going to do. I'm just going to say yes. Lord, because He is Lord. I surrender my will to Lord. I give up my will to His will because He is Lord. Now, if He's not Lord, then He's not talking to you. I guess you'll just stay dry bones, right? So I prophesied. And as I was commanded and I prophesied, there was noise. It ain't very quiet at that time, right? And behold, a shaking. I've, had, I, I've experienced this. I've experienced the shaking. And the bones came together, a bone to his bone. That's, that to me is a crazy miracle. wonder if any man, other man's bone came into a different man and all the different bones that were different men. I wonder if one man got another man's bone. It's amazing. It's amazing what happened here. And he says that bone came upon bone, and when he beheld, lo, 
The sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, them above, but there was no breath in them. A miracle happened. Good things were happening, but it wasn't done. It still wasn't done. We don't want to worship. We don't want to be excited about the beginning. I mean, that's something to be, but that ain't where it's done. It's not done in the beginning. It was still dead. It was cut, flesh was there, the skin was over them, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto them, Prophesy unto the, unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came upon them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, a exceeding great army. Brothers and sisters, I believe that God wants an army to rise up in the, day, in, in, the, in the time that we're in. There is more sleeping alibi, 78,000 different denominations. And they all say, we read the Bible. Come on. It's not that hard. It's not that complicated. Jesus said he's going to go and he's going to send us the Holy Spirit and it shall guide you in all truth. And the reason we have more denominations than we have Bibles is because people are following man rather than his word. He said, he said prophesy and hear what the word of God says. And then these dry bones will leave. But he wants one people. He wants one-mindedness. He wants single-mindedness. And, 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 and then he says here that, that a, a mighty army stood up. Then said he unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our, uh, cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves. I will cause you to come up out of your grave and bring up unto you the land of Israel. And he said, And ye shall know that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you. Boy, we've got to ask for it. He wants to put his spirit in us. I'm going to go to the New Testament soon. This is, this is all in Ezekiel. But it matches. It matches with what I feel in my heart this morning. You shall put on and, and shall put my spirit in you, and you shall live. So what does it mean if you don't have his spirit in you? If there's an opposite of everything, then you won't live. If you don't have his spirit in you, you won't live. But he promises here that if you, have, if you shall put my spirit in you, you shall live, and I, and, and I shall place you in your land. Then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. And the word of the Lord came unto me again, saying, How often does the word of the Lord come to you? I see it here again and again. And the word of the Lord came to me again. And you, you don't get that unless you take the time like Matthias was talking about. Take the time to hear him. Take the time to listen. Take the time to ask. And then these dry bones may live. And the word of the Lord came to me as unto me, saying again, Moreover, thou son of man, Take thee one stick and write upon it for Judah and for the children of Israel, his companions that take another. And, and, then, and then he says, now take another stick and write upon it for Joseph and the stick of Ephraim and for the house of Israel 
his companions and join them one to another. And, uh, there's, and, and it goes on. And when the children of thy people shall speak unto thee, saying, Wilt thou not show us what thou meanest by these? Are you going to show me what, this, what you mean by these? And then he gives, me, and he gives us something here. I, I like what he's going to show here. Say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will take the stick of Joseph, which is in the hand of Ephraim and the tribe of Israel, his fellows, and will put them with him, even with the stick of Judah, and make them one stick. One stick, not 78,000, but one. One stick, one, one people. And they shall be one-minded. One-minded. What's, what's, what's he trying to say? I'm not saying that we're all going to agree 100% on every little detail of life, and that really doesn't matter. But it does matter that we all believe in this one Jesus Christ, this one God and one Lord, and that, and that we allow his prophecy to enter into us, and that we allow his word to lead each individual. See, what God might tell me to do that does not change the word, it, it, if it's not a difference in the word, he might lead one guy to do one thing and another guy to do this. Not everybody has the same calling, but they don't contradict the word. Um, one mind says that if the word says it, I believe it. See, we live in a time now, we live in a time now where people are listening to wrong spirits. It's definitely a spirit, but it's the wrong spirit. Uh, for example, I'll, I'll give you an example of, um, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about, the one-mindedness. Uh, I was talking to, my, I, I've thought three different things right there. Um, not sure which story to share there, but when when God says he wants one mind, I just had my brother-in-law tell me this week that there is power in unity of, to be one mind. There is. There is. But we need the unity of the spirit, not the spirit of unity. There is a difference. There is a difference in that. And, and God wants us to have one people. We have now people nowadays that want to walk with the lord uh, they think it's the lord and and i believe the heart is right you know they have a what i mean is they have a good heart but they're listening to the wrong spirit and that spirit says that if the bible tells us something then we need to set the, and, and then it, it doesn't really mean what it's saying for example the head covering they don't believe it's necessary to wear a head covering so they took off the head covering because God showed them that they're making an idol out of it. So they no longer wear a head covering. Because I have made an idol out of it. And so this woman came right in front of the church, in front of the whole group, and took off her head covering and, and said that the Lord told her to take it off and she had peace. <clears throat> that's, that's a lie. Because if the Bible says it, then I believe it. And did they, make a, did they make an idol out of the head covering? Probably. They probably did. They need to stop it, not stop wearing the head covering. They just need to stop making an idol out of it. Recognize what it is for. And believe it according to the word. And let those dry bones live because they ain't live. They ain't live in the spirit. They made an idol out of doing what the... So that would be, that would be the same as saying, you know, I think I've made an idol out of loving my wife too much. So I'm going to have to go find, you know, stop loving her so that I haven't made an idol out of it. It's a stupid talk. I, I tell you what, it, I, it's, 
It is heresy. Let me tell you something. God would never ask you not to do something that he one time told you to do and, and, and is written in his word. So it's not. So you might have made an idol out of the head covering, and you should not do that. That's true. You shouldn't do that. But it doesn't mean you should stop just any more than a covenant marriage is a good thing. But you shouldn't make an idol out of that. You should idolize only God, not the covenant marriage. You should not stop having a good marriage or a covenant marriage because, oh, I made an idol out of it, so I need to maybe find another woman to go out for coffee with. Just, you know, it's just, it's just retarded. But people believe it. And brothers and sisters, my friends believe it. I have friends that are now doing that, and, and they come with the same words, and they say, I made an idol out of it, so now they don't wear it anymore, so it's not an idol. Come on, guys. Let the Spirit, we have to put God's Spirit in us. And if we put God's Spirit in us, then all the spirits that are trying to talk, we don't, we don't listen to it. I got way off the subject then from where I didn't even know why I'm on there, but Amen. Different. Amen. 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 And it's and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna strongly believe something. Isn't that something? That um, thank you for sharing that. Amen. But he took two sticks here in this, in this chat. He took two sticks and he put it together in his hand and the two sticks became one stick to represent what God wants. And the sticks whereunto thou writest shall be in thy hand before their eyes and, and say unto them, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen, whether they be gone and will gather them in every side and bring them into one land and I will make them one nation. I will... Make them one nation in the land upon the mountains of Israel, and one king shall be king of them all, and they shall be no more two nations, neither shall they be divided into two kingdoms anymore at all. That's what he says, at all. I'm impressed that the word even at all is there. Neither shall they defile themselves anymore with idols. Don't make idols. Don't make an idol out of your head covering. You wear it for the right reason. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and it's very clear. I couldn't write it clear if I wanted to. I could, I, you know, he, he wrote it as clear as, a, as clear as day and night, what he meant. Then he took nature to prove it, what he said. And then he said, if anybody wants to be contentious about it, let him know we have no such custom. Don't be contentious about the word. How, how, how much clearer could you write it? And, but he says, neither shall they defile themselves anymore with idols, nor with their detestable things, nor with any of their transgressions, but I will save them all. I will save them out of all their dwelling places wherein they have sinned, and will cleanse them, so, they, so shall they be my people, and I will be their God. You will, now, we're allowed to be His people, and He's our God. The holy God that created heaven and earth, the God of that created us, the God that made everything, that the Almighty has spoken. He said, He will be our God. We will be His people. 
That's a promise. Verse 28 says, And then the heathen shall know that I, the Lord, do sanctify Israel when my sanctuary shall be in the midst of them forevermore. See, our life speaks to the heathen. If the Spirit of God gets in our dry bones and these dry bones, a miracle happens, and we speak about the miracle that happened in our life, okay, then our life will be unto the heathen a testimony. That, that, that's what it's going to They're going to say, that has to be God. I want my life in a way that people say, Simon could have never done that. It had to be God. Boy, that, that's, that's what I want. So now, so let's jump to John chapter 10, verse 16. John chapter 10, verse 16 say, And other sheep have I, which are not of this fold, them also must I bring, and they shall hear my voice. We got we to gotta seek after hearing God's voice. He, he said, they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. One fold and one shepherd. Not one congregation. There's many congregations. I'm not bothered. I'm not one bit bothered about the many congregations. In fact, I think it ought to double. The, praise the Lord for the congregations and the local churches and groups and little little groups. I'm not bothered about that. I'm bothered about the 78,000 different denominations that say we don't deem with each other. That bothers me. One God, one, one Lord, one King, and 78,000 78, different people that say I won't worship with you because you believe you need black shoes. Or I ain't going to worship with you because you don't have steel wheels. Or I'm not going to worship. I'm not going to worship this Jesus that you and I believe in. I'm not going to worship him with you because you believe in one sanctification, or you believe in one work of the grace, and and I believe in a hundred. I believe in thousands. Oh, I can't worship this one Jesus that you and I both believe in. We believe in this one God, the Father, and Jesus Christ, and the whole, and, and His Son, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I, we all believe in it. But I am not going to worship him with you because you don't believe. I don't know what. Things. Yeah, just things. Yeah, because you don't speak in tongues, I can't worship this Jesus that you and I both believe in. I'm not going to worship him with you. I, foolishness. I mean, this. I don't even know where it came from. This bothers me because it is heresy. Yeah, another thing. Imagine that. I had my brother-in-law ask me, he said, would you not agree, though, with me that my children, he's talking about his, that his children have more chance to get to heaven and do what is right than, than mine? I said, what do you mean? He says, because we have a standard that protects them. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. If you have a man-made standard, I believe in a standard. I believe in a atnum. But I said, if you have a standard to protect your children instead of the Holy Spirit, it's anti what this thing's talking. Man, we went anyway. I don't even know why I'm in there. So let's go to Galatians. Chapter 2. In Romans 5, 
verse 1 says, therefore being justified by faith. Now, not now people might say, oh, see, it's by faith and not of works. That's right. It is by faith that brings forth works. It is the, I speak about a faith that we are saved by a faith that brings forth works. Because faith without works is dead, and, I, and, and works without faith is also dead. And he says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You can't have it through him if you ain't got him. You can't have it through our Lord Jesus Christ, that peace, if you have never received him. We sang a song about the blood being applied. Has that blood been applied? Have you applied it, that blood? In Ephesians chapter, in, is chapter 2 says, and you. I, I want this not to just be a rebuke that we are off track and we're focusing on the wrong things. Uh, I want this to be encouraging. All the voices, brothers and sisters, doesn't matter if a voice is loud enough that you are focused on. If you believe and if you hear, if you allow your heart to receive this spirit of God, then the voices, we're not going to get rid of them, but we sure don't have to be listening to them. And he says, and you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespass and sin, wherein in times past ye walked, ye walked according to the course of this world. Make sure it's in times past and not today. Okay? Make sure that the transgressions and things are in times past. And if they haven't been in times past, they can be in times past from this moment on. It doesn't matter if it hasn't happened to you yet. Get it now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, some I know that some people sometimes they don't want to admit that they have never been born again because they don't want to be feeling left out. And uh, then I'm not part of it. No, no. Just become part of it. Just, just receive Him today. Today, if you hear His voice, today, if you hear His voice, harden not your heart. So I hear a choice. I see, I see that you can choose today to say, I don't want to be dry anymore. You can choose today to say, I don't want to be sad anymore. You can choose today, if you hear His voice, and you can say, put that water into me. Put that Holy Spirit into me. But I am convinced that he said that if you want it, you have to ask. You have not because you ask not. Brothers and sisters, when is the last time you asked it with all sincerity and you said, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit? When did you last ask that? Specifically those words. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Baptize me with your Holy Spirit. And I'm meaning it. Like when you're all by yourself in your closet, in your truck, in your woods, wherever you are. When did you last ask him to fill me with your Holy Spirit? It's, it is really, really important. Or we become an army of dead men's bones. Just laying there about as worthless as a knot on a log. Just nothing. Nobody is getting help. Nobody is getting encouraged. We just live and live we have to ask God for the filling of the Holy Spirit to guide us in all truth. He won't just give it. He, he doesn't force it on us. We have to hunger and we have to thirst. That means it's not just, oh, it'll come when it'll come. You have to hunger and thirst after it. And boy, the God Almighty said you shall be filled. The God that cannot lie. The God of the universe. The God... The Heavenly Father, He promised that if you ask, 
He promised that if you hunger and thirst, you shall be filled. So if I'm not full, it's my fault. It's my fault because I haven't asked. But we need to make sure that these transgressions are in times past, and you can do that right now. Right now you can say, oh, God have mercy on me, a sinner. It can be. It don't have to be later. Wherein in times past he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the powers of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. If you listen to the Bible, if you listen to the Bible, you will, and and your heart is after it, then you won't. You don't need man telling you what to do, for it'll be written on your heart, and you will know. And and God's spirit will give witness with your spirit that what is true is true. But there is another spirit, and we have to guard against it. And it is the spirit that the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. And it sounds sometimes so good. It sounds sometimes so right. And, and somebody might even be able to, sh to come as an angel of light. We have to, we have to recognize truth and not looks. What is an angel of light? Descri can somebody describe to me an angel of light? Would it, would it look right? Would an angel of light look really good? Inspiring? No, well, I'm talking about an angel of light. I'm not at the counterfeit yet. I'm talking about, I am trying to get us to understand that an angel of light is something that is very good. An angel of light would be an angel that came from God, the Father, the Almighty, and he would minister to us, and we would just, we would just, oh, be so good. I can't, I can't put it in words what an angel of the beauty and the goodness of an angel of light, that perfectness, that truthfulness. Now, the devil comes like that. How do you know if it's right or not? Why, you got to ask God. It's just like if, if, if God comes and, and he says something, I mean, if a spirit tells you something, you have to discern it with the word. You have to discern it with your spirit and, and the word both. And, uh, and uh, two, uh, if, if it connects with the spirit of God in you and with the word of God here, it's probably true because... Out of every two or three witnesses, that all things stand. But it has to match. You cannot counterfeit it. Now, the op that, that's how the devil comes as an angel of light. That means it's very, very easy to believe unless you are connected. That's why, that's why, people, that's why people fall away so easy. And we got, I, I'm not exempt from that. Man, I have to guard against it. it that's why he says there's a spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience among whom also we all had our conversations in times past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. See, it's not just the action. It's also of the mind. And whereby nature the children of wrath even, and war by nature the children of wrath even as others, but God who is rich in mercy. But God who is rich in mercy. Brothers and sisters, I don't care what you have done in the past. It doesn't matter what happened in the past. What matters that it's in times past. 
and that the blood has been applied to the door of your soul, that Jesus Christ is real to you today, that you have heard and received the Spirit of God, that you have applied that, and that you allow Him to breathe on you. See, if you're so busy and you keep so busy doing everything else except allowing His breath to come upon you, there's no wonder. There's no wonder that these, dead, these, these bones become so dry. But He says there, He says here, but God, who is rich in mercy for His great love wherewith He loved us. It is a great love that God loved us, every one of us in here. God loved us. Even when we were dead in sin has quickened us together. I'm telling you, it doesn't depend on us doing it so hard and so right. So we got to be so hard. We got we to gotta try. No, but God in His great mercy, just believe in Him. And allow him to come into you. These dead bones that were laying in the, in the valley. Do you think that they worked really hard to come bone upon bone. Flesh upon flesh. No. But they were available. And, and the prophet was willing to talk what God told him to talk. See that's the difference. We don't talk to people because I don't want to hurt their feelings. Man when I first left the homage, boy, I was on fire. I kept talking to these people until all of a sudden I got tired and I quit. And, I don't know, probably hurt me more than them. Because last week I talked to the one again and it took an hour. I got fired up again. And I realized, brothers and sisters, that it's this. It, if you talk about your faith, you will get more. But if you don't talk about it to somebody, it just gets less and less. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace are ye saved, and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show exceeding riches of grace in his kindness toward us through Jesus Christ. Man, this, this God, he wants to show us something. It is not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore, remember that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called circumcision in the flesh, made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in this world. But now, brothers and sisters, if you have received Jesus Christ, if you are a born-again believer, now in Christ Jesus, you who are sometimes afar off, if you saw Jesus way out there, man, you can see him right here. That's what he says. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were sometimes afar off are made nigh. By what? The blood of Jesus Christ. That's why. That's what gets us close to him. The blood of Jesus Christ, for he is our peace. Who is? Jesus, for Jesus is our peace. He, the, he is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Now we don't need to be 78,000 different, but 78,000 different uh, little churches, but one church. One bride. Jesus is not a Mormon. He ain't coming back for his brides. He's coming back for his bride. One. It never worked 
physically if you had more than that. And I don't think it'll work there either. And has, he has broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself twain one man. And then it says, so making peace. If we allow that to happen, we can be at peace. I'm not saying that there won't be differences in opinions. That's interesting. But the truth is this. There are things in here that we can read, study. There are things in here that we could... Uh, there are things in here that we could uh, differ on as long as it doesn't change the gospel. It doesn't matter. 